Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney bride Vanessa Inahosa Wright, who was recently married in a wishes ceremony at Walt Disney World, and she used a really fun location for her reception. It was at the Mickey's Backyard Barbecue Pavilion, and I'd never seen a wedding there before, and it seems like a great spot if you want to do sort of a rustic, chic, anthropology kind of feel. So I wanted to talk to Vanessa about her event and what it was like planning for that space and how it all turned out. So welcome, Vanessa. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Let's start off and talk about, first, why did you guys choose Disney for your wedding venue? Sure. Well, Disney has been a huge part of each of our lives, so we knew without a question of a doubt that we definitely wanted to have a wedding there. As a matter of fact, when I first met Chad, we were on the monorail on the way to the Magic Kingdom, and next thing I heard coming from him was, I want to have a Disney wedding one day. Wow, I don't think a groom has ever said that before. (laughs) He's definitely a keeper. Cool. So then how did you decide on wishes? Was it just the size of your group? Uh, yes. Chad's immediate family is over 20 people. So having a wishes event was the only way to go. This was fine because our favorite fireworks show is Illuminations and wanted a dessert party. Oh, that's cool. And so how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where your wedding was going to be? Oh, goodness. The family was ecstatic, but they were also concerned seeing how expensive it can be. So they try to offer other suggestions, such as Hershey or local wedding. At work, I got the good old, is Mickey going to be the one marrying you type of questions? Oh, yeah, that's a classic. What you say is, uh, no, actually, Goofy's going to marry us. Yeah, Goofy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so how many guests ended up coming? Well, since we had a budget, this was very hard, so we suggest you have an A or B list because there's no need to get into debt for a wedding. With that said, we had invited 50 and 40 ended up coming. Oh, interesting. Okay. So now let's talk about the locations you chose. Where did you have your ceremony? The ceremony, we use Seabreeze Point because it's just very beautiful and simple venue. Plus, the view can't really be beat with the boardwalk and yacht and beach club resorts in the background. Definitely. And so then how did you choose the Backyard Barbecue Pavilion for your reception? For Chad and I, it was really important that we'd have it outside or at least not in a ballroom. We wanted our space to be a little different than the traditional cookie cutter wedding. As far as the reception location, we went back and forth on this decision for a very long time. At first, we wanted it to be held in the attic as a carnival theme, seeing back then you were allowed to have 50 people. We just wanted to have a laid-back reception with friends and family, and that seemed to be the perfect spot to do so. Then we wanted to check out Ariel's because it was still in the vicinity to Seabreeze Point, and I was going back and forth on a beach theme. While it wasn't outside, it was still very different from a ballroom with the bright colors and fish decor. We also wanted the Living Sea Salon because Chad used to work events there and loved it so much, but when we saw the food minimums for the location and the fact that you couldn't use outside photography, it quickly turned us off to that venue. 
So we researched some more and had heard about a bride having their dinner rehearsal at Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. So I had asked our consultant, Pam, if it was possible to have a wedding reception there. I would be the first bride to do so, but she said, why not? And so that was it. We had decided. It had everything we were looking for. It was laid back, rustic, and a little different. I'm curious to know how the transportation worked because like when you just go to Fort Wilderness as a guest, you have to like park, then you get on a bus. What was it like? Were you guys bused directly to the location or how did that work? Yes, we had to rent the five-hour charter bus transportation. It took you right there to the Mickey's Pavilion. Oh, that's good. So at least you didn't have to do the whole changing and all that stuff that is usually involved. Yeah, definitely. So then... It's kind of a blank canvas out there. What kind of theming did you do or did you add any Disney touches? What did you do to dress up the pavilion? Oh, yeah, we had plenty of Disney touches. We had Mickey's Finalmation for a guest book. Chip and Dale were there for our cake cutting and guest interaction. And most of our music included Disney. Our invites had a cartoon character of each of us wearing mouse ears standing in front of Seabreeze Point. We had fast passes for the dessert party and our programs were guide maps with all our information in them. So it sounds like you had a lot of Disney touches. Was there a theme to tie them all together? Yep. Chad and I have always loved the idea of a backyard barbecue. And Elizabeth from Floral really did an outstanding job with the wildflowers and mason jars and burl up on the tables. I'm not even a country girl, mind you, but my roots are from Texas. So we thought it would be fun to incorporate that with this venue, seeing it was held at Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. We definitely wanted it to incorporate us as a couple and not just myself. It was our day, not just mine. And Chad absolutely loves the outdoors, so it worked. We chose colors that we both liked, which were mint green, peach, and yellow. And some of our quirky touches were our cake toppers, which were figures of our states. Even our sweetheart table had a yeehaw bunting on it. We are a very silly couple, so we also had kazoos as our exit at the ceremony. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) It sounds like you had a lot of a focus on the theming for your reception. What turned out to be the most and least important aspects of your wedding when you were focusing your time and your budget? Food, photography, and our transportation, for sure. We definitely wanted a custom menu for our venue to fit our theme, so we ended up with fried chicken, Mickey waffles, sweet potato pancakes from the wave, pulled pork sandwiches, corn, coconut shrimp, eggs with cheese, Yachtson-style house mac and cheese, and rolls. Everything was delicious. Contemporary catered our event, and they went above and beyond with the service that day. Next up was photography, and with Disney, you never know what pictures you're going to get seen. You're not guaranteed the photographer you request, and that didn't sit well with us, and so we contacted our good friend Tiffany Bagwell to do the job. She's beyond sweet, calm, and definitely captured our day exactly how we wanted it. For transportation, Cinderella's carriage can't be beat for that romantic ride, but not for us. Chad and I wanted the minty green 1952 Chevrolet Bel Air, so it was definitely important for us to sit down and budget for it. At a pretty penny of $900, it was totally worth it. We got a chance to ride it from the Yacht and Beach Club after our first look to the boardwalk lobby. During the ceremony, it took my mom, cousin, and me to Seabreeze Point. Then after the ceremony, Chad and I got to ride together again down the actual boardwalk on our way to the reception at Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. We definitely got used out of the car, and it felt amazing having people congratulate us and wave as we were slowly parading on the boardwalk. 
It was such a cool ride in the car and the owner was friendly and made us laugh all the time. Our least important was floral. Floral dies sadly and I really dislike that. So we wanted to use it at least as possible at our wedding. So I opted for a beautiful origami bouquet from an Etsy shop which also made the floral for our parents and the groomsmen. For the bridesmaids, Chad's sister made origami Mickey pom-pom ones, which took her months to do, but they were amazing. People on the boardwalk kept stopping us to have a look at them and my bouquet. We saved loads of money from cutting those out from Disney. Seabreeze Point is already beautiful all on its own, so we just did a few lanterns going down the sides of the chairs. That's an interesting point about the origami, because not only did you save money, but it was something that was so unusual that it actually became a big feature of the wedding. Oh, definitely. Even our uh, videographers uh, said out of the, I believe, 150 weddings that they've done, they've only seen me and one other bride with them. So it was really fun to to do that. And I, and I get to keep them displayed now. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I also liked how you mentioned that the specialty transportation was worth the splurge because it isn't just wheels from A to B. It was incorporated into the whole theme of your wedding and you really got to use it a lot, especially since you had so far to go from the ceremony to the reception. So it sounds like that was a really good buy when you were pricing out, you know, where you're going to focus your budget. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. And I definitely recommend it for any bride that is thinking about it. So then what would you say is your favorite memory of your wedding day? Is it okay if I have three? (laughs) Yes, I always feel bad about asking people this because I know that they feel that they should say their vows are are the most important memory. And so we can just take that one off the table. Of course, your vows are the most important. (laughs) (laughs) Besides marrying Chad, of course, (laughs) I have three other favorite memories that come to mind. I'm Mexican-American, I just had to have a piñata at our wedding because it's just a huge part of our culture. And thanks to the suggestion of fellow Disbride Amy Landon Marks, I was able to have one with pool strings. When it was time to hit the piñata, we cranked up the Three Caballeros and El Rio del Tiempo on a loop. None of the adults were budging and I started to get worried. Luckily, my three nephews, Baden, Corbin, and Declan, were there to steal the show. They had a blast pulling the strings until all the candy fell out. It was their first time playing with a piñata, and that warmed my heart that I got to share my culture with them. They loved it so much that a month later at Baden's birthday party, they had a real piñata, the one you use with a stick to smack it to bits. That made me so happy that he got to experience it once once more along with his friends, which was probably their first times with one as well. Uh, As for my second memory, we had kazoos as our exit, and we were not sure if that was going to be awesome or a complete mess, but it turned out to be such an amazing memory. After we high-fived each other, yes, we high-fived each other, it was time to take out the kazoos to play along to There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Seeing our entire guests were old co-workers from Disney and Disney nerds, it went perfectly as planned, and to see everyone tooting away to that song was such a treat. It definitely made our day. I couldn't stop laughing, but I managed to toot along as well. And finally, the third memory. We had gone to drop off some items to our parents at Pop Century and to pick up our top tier and a flavor of each of our cupcakes to try back at the resort. With what seemed like forever to reach our room at the boardwalk, if any of you ladies have stayed there before, you know what I mean, mazes of rooms and the long parking lot with the bridge, we finally reached our room. I took my shoes off, changed into a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and sat down next to Chad at the table. There in front of us, two cupcakes and a huge top tier. We dug into the strawberry cake with fresh strawberries and strawberry mousse first. Too much strawberries, you say? I do not think so. It was amazing. Not too sweet and everything in it balanced the cake well. Next up, the amaretto cake with amaretto crunch filling. That too was also very moist and the crunch of the almonds were perfect. 
And finally, we took our forks and dug into our top tier of chocolate cake with Reese's peanut butter cup fillings. It was to die for. And I know a lot of the brides can vouch with me on that one. By the third fork dig, I was crying. It was just overwhelming and it had finally come to an end. I was tired and full of delicious cake. It was the perfect way to end the day. Now, mind you, this was happening between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. after having our dessert party at Epcot. <laughs> now, I have to ask, you say it was Reese's peanut butter cup filling. Does that mean it had chopped up peanut butter cups in it? Yes. Yes. Chopped up peanut butter cup filling. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have to try that one. <laughs> yes. you, you had the mousse or the peanut butter cups? They called it peanut butter cup mousse, and it was peanut butter mousse layered with chocolate mousse, and it was all right. But if I'd known you could have gotten chopped up peanut butter cups in it, that's a whole other story. It was so good. You could feel the little pieces and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then, did anything go wrong or just turn out not like you had expected, and how did they resolve that? Oh, boy. There's several, so please be patient with me. When I was getting ready, one of my earrings fell off its round post. Luckily, Oki West Maintenance came to the rescue with some super glue to fix that right up. On the way to our first look, Chad forgot his boutonniere, so he had no floral on him for that. His groomsmen went back to get them from the room to at least have them at the wedding. I had a bow on the back of my dress, and it fell off, causing me to be late to my own entrance. When they saw the car pull up, the song started to play, so I only heard that vaguely while I was standing outside of the car. It was such a cool entrance, too. It was the main team to Totoro. The lighter for my dad's memorial candle was somehow lost in the process of packing it up for the ceremony. So during the ceremony, I started to shout, where's the lighter? Where is it? Somebody get it. It was windy, so I wasn't able to light up my dad's memorial candle. Chad and I had a sand ceremony picture frame, so that kept on falling throughout. So Chad's dad, also our officiant, ended up lying it down until it was time for the pouring of the sand. We totally botched the ring ceremony by putting them on our wrong hands. It is still devastating to me that we had completely forgotten to practice that part at our rehearsal. While doing our exit, we had to witness our grandmother drinking the bubbles. Pictures show our reaction to that. Yikes. Something you do not want to see at a wedding ever, so I hope nobody has to deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) At the reception, we forgot to bring the poster board to prop our awesome print that one of my bridesmaids drew for us, so instead it laid flat on the table. The tool was not how we wanted it at the reception. Tool is very thin, and we wanted it hanging from each of the poles, the way a picture had shown it. Instead, it was wrapped completely around the pole, making it look clear from afar. Due to the limitations of the built-in sound system at the pavilion, we went with the option to bring our own sound system to the reception, so we had brought our own wireless microphones, which worked fine when we tested them out at home, but they ended up acting weird at the reception. And finally, the dessert party was a mess. Chad and I had arrived late at 8 p.m. instead of 7.45 due to the fact that I somehow forgot it was freezing and all I was wearing was shorts. So we had to go back to Old Key West to change. Anyhow, the guide announced that we were not going to be letting anyone into the park at this time and he wouldn't answer us why. When we were finally let in, we ended up getting there at 8.30ish. So the ice cream was all melty, the zebra domes were soft, and the guides were being rude. Thank goodness they left the food out when they saw the show was on, but as soon as the song ended for Illuminations, they were kicking us out. And to boot, it was all denied when our planner asked to see the report. It stated that we had arrived on time to the DP. What a load of crock. That's interesting. So it sounds like most of the things were like little things that, you know, probably in 10 or 15 years, you're not going to remember and your whole memory of the day is just going to be, you know, a good one. But this dessert party, did they do anything to sort of make that up to you? Oh, yes. Uh, They refunded our 
viewing fees that anybody that that didn't have park tickets. Oh, good. Okay. That's interesting. So now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or maybe you stressed out about when you were planning and then it turned out not to be? The only thing I could think of is the location for our dessert party. In the beginning, we made the request to Disney to have UK lower. Somehow in the mix of getting and changing planners, that request was lost. So when it was finally brought up with our final assistance from Disney, we were not able to get UK lower and were given UK upper. Now, after having our dessert party at the UK upper, which worked out just fine and helped the budget, I would have to say it was not a big deal after getting UK lower. It was just the right space for the amount of people we had. Oh, that's good to hear. And then is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Other than maybe making a request to change planners, I loved our wedding. It was fun and unique, and our guests loved it. Even though we had some problems during all parts of the process, I would have to say I can't think of anything I would do differently now that it is over. That's good. So do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Well, a lot of the tips I got in the beginning was from reading your Passporter's Guide to Disney Weddings, Carrie. So thank you for putting those out for the brides to read. Facebook groups like the Dis Brides and forums and the Dis Boards also helped a lot. Most of the problems that we had at our wedding were because of things we forgot or forgot to do or messed up. Like I have mentioned, with the poster board being left behind and the lighter for the candle was not put out. So the biggest tip I can give is, if you're going to do a lot of DIY or do a lot of the setup yourself without Disney's help, then make sure that you have a big support system with your friends and families and have everyone on track and well organized. Also, don't try and do a lot of the stuff last minute. The stuff that we messed up on was because we had prepared for it the night before, so give yourself time. Also, we had some troubles with planning with planners. Our final planner was really our third they gave us, so some details were lost in the mix. It was a lot of lack of communication. I would say to make sure to get all conversations, names of people, and details written in email from anyone at Disney. That way you have solid proof if something happens and or goes wrong. And finally, this quote is actually from Jessica, a bride that was featured on The Naughty Bride. It was always an eye-opener when I was getting overwhelmed with planning. And I quote, plan for a marriage, not just a wedding. Planning your wedding is an amazing time to prepare for marriage. As much fun as it is to ooh and ah in floral shops with your girlfriends, do not let it overpower the time and effort you are putting into your marriage. Remember, you and your sweetheart are the focus, not the cake, not the favors. Put the wedding books aside and minimize the blogs for a quiet evening with your husband-to-be. You are preparing for a life together, and that will last longer than the six hours you are paying your DJ. We get so caught up in our day being so perfect that we tend to forget the main reason we are there for, and that's to marry our best friend. That's all great advice, yeah. So is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Eventually, I'll be adding them to our planning journal on the Diz boards. But for now, you can go to tinyurl.com backslash write, as in W-R-I-G-H-T-D-F-T-W. Great. And I'll put the link to that in the post for this show on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Well, thank you, Vanessa, so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think that you have shared a lot of great advice and the experience by telling, you know, both the good things and the bad things about what happened. It's going to be helpful to people who are planning and maybe want to do something similar to what you had done. So thank you. Thank you, Carrie, for everything. (laughs) That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. 
You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.